48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The headlines. A 6.2 magnitude earthquake strikes Sulawesi in Indonesia, leaving at least seven dead and hundreds injured. Thousands of residents living in old tenement buildings in Yaomate and Jordan will probably be ordered to take COVID-19 tests. And a former fireman has been sentenced to 34 months in jail for taking part in an illegal assembly and for carrying petrol bombs. At least seven people have died and hundreds are injured after a 6.2 magnitude earthquake struck the island of Sulawesi in Indonesia. Robert Kemp has more. Indonesia's Disaster Mitigation Agency said the epicentre was six kilometres northeast of the city of Majene. There were strong tremors for about seven seconds and several thousand fled their homes. But there was no tsunami warning. A hotel and the office of the governor of West Sulawesi were severely damaged. A 5.9 magnitude quake had struck the same district a few hours earlier on Thursday. Reports say the quake has also damaged a hospital with patients and staff trapped inside. The MTR says the cross-harbour section of Shartin to Central Link might not be able to open as scheduled as early uh, the early part of next year, as it was facing many challenges. Divisional General Manager James Chow told a LegCo Railways subcommittee meeting that a previously faulty new signalling system could soon be approved and more staff were being brought in. But roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien said this couldn't make up for the four months lost because of the system. He claimed trains wouldn't be running between Hung Hom and Admiralty until the third quarter of 2022. You cannot squeeze a project like that by putting more staff because everything is running in series. Uh, the original schedule was very tight, so now they are four months behind. If they don't start the testing within the next month, they're going to run into the third quarter. They can't even make the second quarter. They're going to run into the third quarter. The MTR says the cross-harbour section of Shartin to Central Link might not be able to open a schedule in the early part of next year as it was facing many challenges. Divisional General Manager James Chow told Lelegco Railway Subcommittee meeting that a previously faulty new signalling system should soon be approved and more staff are being brought in. But roundtable lawmaker Michael Chien said this couldn't make up for the four months lost because of the system. He claimed trains probably wouldn't be running between Hung Hom and Admiralty until the third quarter of 2022. And lawmakers are also calling for the construction of the MTR's Northern Link project to be speeded up. At the same subcommittee meeting, many said it was unacceptable that the 11-kilometre line that will connect the East Rail and West Rail lines in the Northern New Territories will take a decade to build. Speaking through an interpreter, Transport Minister Frank Chan said he would try to shorten the time frame, but there were many factors in play. You may think that a longer railway will take a longer construction time, but you have to bear in mind the factors construction, testing, and the process involved, site investigation, geological conditions. Now you may think that the proposed alignment here is already confirmed. In fact, when it comes to a site investigation, we may have to adjust the alignment. For instance, there may be an underground cave-in and there may be unforeseen reasons for us to change the alignment. The project, which connects Kamsheng Road with a new station in Kutung, got the go-ahead last month. 
Thousands of residents living in old tenement buildings in Yaomate and Jordan will probably be ordered to take COVID-19 tests due to an outbreak in the area. Sources say the government will make an announcement on Friday afternoon. The order is expected to apply to more than 10 buildings on Nathan Road, Jordan Road, Canton Road and Kansu Street. Residents will be tested if there is a single case in their building. A former fireman has been sentenced to 34 months in jail for taking part in an illegal assembly and for carrying four petrol bombs. Fong Chi Hung has pleaded not guilty to five charges relating to the protest in Mongkok in November 2019. Handing down the sentence, Judge Timothy Casewell said he was aware Fong had been commended for his decade-long service at the fire services department, but the fact that he had held a petrol bomb was serious and there needed to be a deterrent. Lawmakers have criticised the government over high water bills. They say they have been issued during the pandemic. Water supplies department staff have been working from home and have been unable to check meters. The DAB pointed to a 700 Hong Kong dollar bill for a woman who had not been living in her flat for several years. Party lawmaker Holden Chow said the government should show flexibility, especially to those on low incomes. You are now asking the grassroots people with limited income to pay out enormous amounts of money. According to the case we have right now, he has only less than $10,000 a month, but he is charged with $1,500. That's expensive to him. So right now, what we ask the government is they should grant more time extension to allow people to pay out the water bill. They should also consider waiving part of the fees for the water bill uh, to ease the pain, especially for the grassroots. The government has confirmed that the political assistant to the Secretary for Home Affairs, Jay Lai, has resigned for family reasons. In a statement, it said Ms Lai was currently on leave and would leave her post on January the 20th. Ms Lai joined the government in 2013. Hong Kong saw a 93% plunge in incoming tourists last year as COVID-19 travel restrictions cut visitor numbers to almost zero. The Tourism Board said arrivals from last January accounted for most of last year's 3.5 million visitors. Chairman Pang Yukai said the board focused on maintaining international exposure last year and it was prepared for a resumption of travel. It said some local initiatives had also been well received with 7,500 people joining its free local tour scheme. Meanwhile, the government has cancelled the annual fireworks on the second day of the Lunar New Year due to the pandemic, along with the lantern carnivals. The fireworks last year were called off due to anti-government protests. The US President-elect Joe Biden has announced a $1.9 trillion spending package to combat the COVID-19 pandemic and boost the economy. Speaking in Delaware, Mr Biden promised a mass vaccination campaign aiming to administer 100 million shots in the first 100 days of his mandate. This will be one of the most challenging operational efforts we have ever undertaken as a nation. We'll have to move heaven and earth to get more people vaccinated, to create more places for them to get vaccinated, to mobilize more medical teams to get shots in people's arms, to increase vaccine supply and to get it out the door as fast as possible. As part of the package, Mr Biden also promised a $2,000 cash payment to all adults and an extension of the unemployment benefits to millions of Americans. The US Vice President Mike Pence has said he will ensure a safe inauguration of the President-elect next week as security is ramped up across the nation. Mr Pence's remarks followed a briefing with the FBI Director Christopher Wray. Mr Ray said he was concerned about potential violence because of an increasing amount of online chatter about disrupting the event.
Right now, we're tracking calls for potential armed protests and activity leading up to the inauguration. And the reason I use the word potential is because one of the real challenges in this space is trying to distinguish what's aspirational versus what's intentional. We're concerned about the potential for violence at multiple protests and rallies planned here in D.C. and at state capitol buildings around the country. The U.S. Justice Department says a man photographed inside the Capitol in Washington carrying a Confederate battle flag has been arrested in the state of Delaware. His son was also arrested. North Korea has unveiled a new ballistic missile at a military parade in Pyongyang. The country's leader, Kim Jong-un, watched the display as aircraft flew overhead. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. Kim Jong-un, in a leather coat and fur hat, is pictured smiling and waving as the display of vehicles and missiles rolled through the capital. The parade comes after a congress of the ruling Workers' Party, the first to be held in five years, where Mr Kim decried the United States as North Korea's biggest enemy and vowed to expand his country's nuclear arsenal. State media described a new submarine-launched ballistic missile as the world's most powerful weapon. There were at least four of them in pictures being paraded past flag-waving crowds. Mainland health authorities reported 144 new COVID cases today, up from 138 yesterday. The National Health Commission said 135 were locally transmitted, with 90 coming from Hebei near Beijing and 43 from Heilongjiang. The number of new asymptomatic cases, which China does not classify as confirmed cases, fell from 66 to 78 a day earlier. An original painting of Tintin by his Belgian creator Hergé has been sold online by a Paris auction house for $3.8 million, a record for comic art. Hergé created the work depicting Tintin and his dog Snowy cowering in a large porcelain jar as the front cover for a 1936 comic. Researchers working in the Amazon have discovered that a particular type of electric eel hunts in packs, instead of working alone. Their behaviour mimics that of wolves and orcas. Volta's electric eels can be up to two metres long and produce the strongest electric discharge of any animal. Here's the BBC's Victoria Gill. In a muddy lake along the banks of a river deep in the Brazilian Amazon, the researchers witnessed and filmed the eels working together. These electric predators herded small fish called tetras into tightly packed balls. Then groups of up to 10 eels formed what appeared to be hunting parties, sort of aquatic wolf packs that surrounded the ball of prey and launched a coordinated zap, paralysing the tiny fish. The researchers say this shows that electric eels can opt to work together when there's plenty of prey to go round. Police in Israel are investigating a health ministry employee who's suspected of forcing his ex-girlfriend into coronavirus quarantine four times by sending her false tracing notifications. The BBC's Yolanda Nell has the story. In Israel, as in many countries, everyone's come to dread official text messages that tell you you've been in touch with a confirmed coronavirus patient and must immediately isolate yourself. But when one woman received four messages of this kind over a period of months, she became suspicious and reported it to police. It's alleged her 35-year-old ex-boyfriend, who worked at a health ministry call centre, sent the messages even though she'd not been exposed to an infected person. The man who lives in northern Israel is suspected of misusing the power of his office, fraud, violation of privacy and false imprisonment. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was 28,496. That's unchanged on the previous close. Turnover is $140 billion. 
A short time ago, the euro was at one US dollar and 21 cents. The greenback was at 103.77 yen, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 60 cents. Sport now, and here's Atom Chung. Arsenal's three-match winning streak in the English Premier League has come to an end. They were held to a goalless draw by Crystal Palace at the Emirates. The Gunners are 11th in the table, one point ahead of Leeds and Palace. The Arsenal boss, Mikel Arteta, says fatigue was the reason for his team's inability to score. Well, it's the amount of games that we are playing. Uh, we played extra times a few days back uh, as well. And, and you could see the freshness today wasn't there in many players. And, and the fatigue is paying a price. And then to, to attack these spaces, you have to be really fresh. You have to have that connection. The Chelsea manager Frank Lampard says he will tell his players not to celebrate in training amid fears that group hugs could spread the coronavirus. The English Premier League had urged players to stop goal celebrations to comply with strict COVID-19 protocols following the virus spike in the UK. Lampard believes players will have to curb their natural instincts after they score. Football hasn't always been has and always will be a game of instinct and if we want to take the instinct out of the game I think it's um, not that simple so I think players the players are good lads they don't they don't want to do the, th the wrong thing they're being asked to do their job through this very tough time and they're doing it and and that's the way it is and I understand that but when they're on the pitch and if they score a goal we'll try and adapt slightly or as, as well as we can ideally in a perfect world we'll all walk back to the halfway line and just start again but with football maybe it won't quite be the case and I don't think you can hold players hugely to account unless there's a there's clear flouting of those rules but um, that, that, that's certainly not a, a, an easy line to draw in game in football. The COVID-19 pandemic is also having an impact on preparations for the Australian Tennis Open. In the next 24 hours, 15 planes full of players will arrive in Melbourne to begin two weeks of quarantine ahead of the first Grand Slam of 2021. Britain's former world number one Andy Murray is currently isolating at home in London. The BBC's Russell Fuller has the latest. This window of arrival in Australia was very carefully negotiated between Tennis Australia and the relevant health authorities. So what we don't yet know is whether Murray will be given permission to arrive late. If he is given the green light, then he'll still have to quarantine for 14 days. So he wouldn't be able to play in the warm-up events the week before the Australian Open, which are also taking place at Melbourne Park. But at least as part of quarantine, he will be allowed out of his room to practice, like all the players, for five hours a day. So potentially could still get himself in the shape he needs to be in to be on that start line on the February the 8th. The American Madison Keys, who reached the women's singles semifinals in 2015, has also returned a positive test and said she will no longer be taking part in the tournament. And as you look at sports. That's the news from RTH. Amid the epidemic, thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others. Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus. We must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. See the doctor and get tested promptly. We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight, fight the, the virus. virus. Stay, Stay vigilant. vigilant. I will help fight the virus. I will protect Hong Kong. 
the government has launched the Leave Home Safe mobile app for everyone to download and keep visit records. Use the app to scan QR codes of venues taking part. Press the leave button when you leave. Visit records will only be kept in your phone. If you went somewhere visited by a confirmed patient around the same time, the app will automatically alert you and give health advice. Use the app together. Feel at ease when going out. Let's fight the virus. Scan with Leave Home Safe. Came to dance, 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 dance. I hit the floor, cause that's my plans, 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 plans. I'm wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands. Give me some space for both my hands, 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 hands. You, yeah, you, yeah, cause it goes on and on and on.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon.